0: And now, here's the latest team building podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Johnson here. We're back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We have an awesome guest here with us today, and we're going to be talking about how to coach and motivate lifestyle-oriented agents. So We're going to go really deep on uh, some of the techniques, tactics, and strategies of how to motivate someone that uh, is not looking to take over the world. They want to do the right number of deals for them so that they have a life outside of real estate, whatever that might mean for them. Sometimes it might mean uh, kids that need to be brought to and from school. Uh, In one case, we'll get to Somebody that uh, really just wants to spend more time at the pool. Uh, so we're we're going to talk about how to uh, keep them motivated and on track and all that good stuff. So first, let me welcome in Andy, the team success manager both for Omaha and our expansion teams, Andy Cuny. What is up today, Andy? Hey, Matt. It's good to be here. <clears throat> yes, always just, fun. It's always fun to be on with you, and I'm really excited
1: to talk to Marguerite today. We got a chance to chat just for a minute here prior to... Uh, hopping on and
0: she sounds like she's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm excited. Uh, Well we got we gotta get her amped up. She's a little low energy today. I mean it's you know (laughs) so for those that don't know, Marguerite Crispillo. So Marguerite give us like a little 60 second bio on who you are, where you are and what you do.
2: Hey so I'm Marguerite Crispillo. Yes there are 19 letters in my name in case you're accounting it's a long name. (laughs) And I'm here in the greater Sacramento area actually Roseville, California. Been in real estate about 23 years, long time. So I've been doing it a while I do I have run a personal production team as well as I do coaching training and mentoring through the Masterclass Real Estate Academy
0: Awesome. Yeah, before we went uh, went and recorded this podcast, kind of the reason for this and, and why we're talking about this topic is, uh, so Margaret, you were a guest on my regular podcast, Real Estate Uncensored, and one of the things that you mentioned really got a lot of attention. I actually pulled that clip out of the show uh, and just threw it up on Facebook to see what would happen and got an overwhelming response and a lot of people reached out to you. Uh, so why don't you recap that for a second Let's talk about uh, Amanda Todd and, um, and why when that resonated with people so much.
2: Well, I think that the industry, first of all, the the demographics of the real estate industry are almost 65% women. And so, you know, we make up a huge part of the industry and with that, a lot of women come into this industry for a variety of reasons. Number one, because there's a ton of flexibility, right? We can work this job, this career and raise kids and do all the things that we need to do. And the truth is is that everyone can have their own version of success. So while you might have some of the mega guys and, and gals that are doing four or five hundred units or whatever the crazy numbers are that they're doing, for one mom to sell six to ten homes a year can be life changing for her family. When the average commission is, you know, five thousand dollars across the country, that's fifty thousand dollars potentially to be able to work not even necessarily full time and have the flexibility to drop your kids off at school to pick them up after school so I think that that's a huge component Mm -hmm. I know for me I raised my kids in this business when I first got into real estate I had a five-year-old a 12-month-old and one on the way (laughs) and so by the time I was my for my third year in real estate I had three kids under you know the age of five years old so, I could work before they got up. I could work after they went to sleep. I could, you know, figure out some ways to be flexible. So, I think that's the most attractive part of this business. And the other thing is there's no glass ceiling. I can be as successful as I want to be or not and work around my life. The education restrictions are minimal, thankfully. Yeah. I mean, I barely graduated from high school. So, you know, my report card said talks too much, and that worked out for me in real estate. So <laughs>
0: that's so appropriate. Oh, that's <laughs> it totally awesome.
2: is. So that's the it. cool thing about this business, and I still <clears throat> love it 23 years later. Like I don't know what the heck else I would do.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, we don't actually believe that you have any grown kids, so I just want to get that out of the way. Thank you. But I think one of the struggles that, uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do an episode about this is. So the guys at the top, the guys that start these mega teams, super, super driven. I mean, they are, a lot of times, they're, there's a pretty good uh, profile. And somebody was talking about this from the mortgage perspective that I ran into out here a few weeks about. He was talking about how a lot of the top mortgage guys in the country, they're, they're adrenaline junkies. They're sharks. They have to keep moving. Uh, and they are, you know, they're work hard, play hard. They're in their spare time when they're not, you know, absolutely going after it in business they're going after it in some other area they're jumping out of a plane uh, or they're you know diving in and doing like shark cage stuff off the coast of South Africa and different things like that like there's a personality profile that tends to be uh, super successful in real estate and mortgage and things like that. I feel like those guys have a hard time relating to somebody that just wants to do two to four deals a month and they don't understand really how to motivate them because the motivators, the motivating factors for those two different types of people are worlds apart. Uh, so Andy, I want to go to you first. So you're kind of bridging that gap between Jeff, who is that guy, right. uh, built a team that's, that's mm-hmm. sell, you know, on the way to doing 750 deals a year, but that's due to the fact that there's all these people on the team that are doing two to four deals a month, and you're, you're the one that's responsible for motivating them to go from maybe six deals a year to three to four a month and I'm curious kind of what your perspective is on how how do you keep those people on a daily basis motivated
1: so well keeping a motivated a is it's a lot of self-motivation right it's my job to find out what is motivating them and then to focus on that that's why when we talk about uh, this our team structure is me meeting once a week with these people one-on-one Finding out what it's not what is motivating them big picture, is it's what's motivating you that week, what's motivating you this day, and so when I can find that out, and it's going to be different, right? Where you're going to have those guys who are, I, I want to make fifty thousand, then I want to make a hundred thousand, then I want to make a hundred and fifty, then I want to have my own team, right? They're not all like that. We got twenty five agents on the team, they're all different. I, I can meet with that person, then next next go around I'll have a meeting with somebody who says, yeah, I'm making sixty thousand dollars this year. I want to do that again, but I want to do it in less time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very specific to each person, and that's why you can't do cookie cutter, one size fits all. You know what I mean? You can have those trainings for the entire team, and that's great. That's educational. What really is important, and I feel like where my value is is added to the team, is where I have that one on one and help each person kind of create their own path, right? And that is, and once you can show them that they can achieve what it is they need to achieve financially, but do it within the uh, uh, the time restraints that each one of them has, its it opens it up for it. You can just see it. They get that clarity, and then they get excited, and then that's all the motivation they need. You know what I yeah. mean? But you got to stay with them every step of the way. You can't just, that sounds great. Why don't you go do that? You know what I mean? you got to keep doing it every single week. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to point out, I know that we kind of started out, Marguerite was talking about uh, mothers having kids. You know what I mean? It—it—it's it, uh, The flexibility of the industry is, is such a big draw and and we know that we get everybody coming in here because they love the flexibility well one thing that I've noticed about the mothers that we have on the teams and just from doing it myself because before I was a full-time real estate agent I was a stay-at-home dad is you have to be so good at time blocking there is not a better time blocker than a mom who has kids and Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean and they are rigid with it too there's a routine and you got it down Those are the people that don't miss making their calls on a Wednesday from 1 to 2 because they know they aren't going to have any other time to do it. You you know what I mean? Those are the people that understand and they get it. So I think that's what really helped me plug into the system right away is I didn't have a lot of time and I was on a super tight schedule, right? Had to have everything. I plugged in and it worked out perfect. And so now it's my job to find out how I can help other agents plug in as well based on what their situation is.
2: Right. Well, I I know for me that a, a couple things like a good example that I think of is my good friend Valisa. Valisa is here in our market, and her entire driving force was she wanted her she wanted to be able to pay her daughter's way through medical school. She didn't want her daughter to have to get a bunch of loans and you know, all this kind of stuff and come out of medical school with, you know, $250,000 in debt. So her driving force every day was how can I make enough money to get my daughter through college. And I think that for many of us, that is really the driving force. For, for us, you know, my husband had a great job, but it was enough money to pay the basics and pay the bills. And so I wanted to be able to afford all the extras, and I like extras. So... <laughs> you know for me it was how can I go on vacation more how can I take my kids place and do things with them I mean I grew up with a single mom who back in those days you left for work at 8 o'clock we didn't have cell phones then and I didn't hear from my mom till 6 o'clock at night when she came home and cooked dinner and you know and and did laundry and gave us baths and did homework and it's like she had no life and now I can, selling real estate, I can still attend to my boys' football games and hang out and work on my iPhone, you know, because I'm not really a sports athlete, as we talked about uh, before. But, you know, so I can get work done and still be there with my kids. And I don't know another career that you can really do that in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. There's, it, it's, it's, a lot of it has to do with balance. And uh, Gary Keller talks about it a lot in The One Thing. Right? Balance doesn't always mean 50-50. Sometimes it's 90-10. So if I have, for, so my balance one week might be I'm at the office by 7.30 and the kids, I'm, le- I'm gone before the kids are up and they're in bed by the time I get home because I have appointments. Right? But guess what? What other job do I get to take off a Tuesday afternoon and take the kids to go feed the ducks? Right? Or, no. or take them out for ice cream?
2: I think that's so important, and and I I want to interject this a little bit because my kids grew up completely in real estate. Literally, my son John was born in 1996. He's now down in San Diego. He's you know six foot one, twenty years old. You know, doing his thing. And so Jake and John, I've sat down and asked him. I'm like, okay, what was it like growing up with a mom in real estate? And they said, Mom, we had the best life. You know, you were honestly all you were around all the time, more than we wanted in high school. <laughs> and you know we got to do a lot of cool stuff and the difference is is that they don't know any different too right so you do have to create some of that balance but I think a huge thing for for moms and dads is we feel guilty all the time right we're constantly feeling guilty that we didn't spend enough time with our kids or we didn't do enough with our kids and I know for a fact that I spent way more time with my children than my mother ever was able to because of the difference in my work and my lifestyle. So we got to like stop beating ourselves up a little bit, right? I mean, obviously you got to create some some balance in there, but I think that the word balance is kind of BS too, right? Because like nobody has this like perfectly balanced life. We're all looking at Facebook where every agent sells 100 homes a year and every lender never closes a deal late, you know? It's not reality, and so, you know, that's the hard part. Is we're comparing ourselves to these images and these visions. And I know, like last time we did talk, you mentioned Amanda Todd. I've spent a lot of time with Amanda, Mm -hmm. and Amanda is so honest and real. And she's like, yeah, I have meltdowns, and I screw up, and I forget to pick up my kids, and you know, I mean, we all do that. There's that movie out right now called Bad Moms. Oh my god it's the best <laughs> yeah. movie ever. You have to go see that my movie. My wife
1: just went to that with uh, a group of her friends the other night.
2: It's so good. You know, yeah. it's like it, it, it's just that's the reality, you know. We're we're all not these this image of what we think we are supposed to be. Um, our kids grow up and my kids have made it just fine. They're not in jail, you know, they haven't, you know, <laughs> done any really bad stuff other than they probably party a little bit too much, but you know, they're teenagers. So and they probably learned that from their parents, so I, can't, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say in that arena. But um, the, the truth is they're good kids, so that's the, the amazing thing about this industry. You can make as much money as you want in as little time as you're able to do it and still raise kids that are a part of you know society and, and have a life. Well,
0: let me ask you this, Margaret, and I will get. I want Andy to kind of share how they've structured things on the team to accommodate, about uh, you know mothers and uh, whether they're single or married or whatever the case is, and we'll get into that in a second. But. Uh, was there anything that you did special on your team like knowing knowing your experience obviously you came up in the business doing that exact exact thing having kids and picking them up and dropping them off and all that stuff so when you started your team or when you ran your team uh, is there anything you do to kinda help that and structure things to accommodate those types of agents on your team
2: well I think that this applies to most agents anywhere honestly whether they're men or women the most successful people on the planet ask for help and they get help and they get good help around them and I think a big mistake that many make is that they won't hire assistance they don't get help and so as a team our focus has been to put people in place that can support them and help them and make sure that things are taken off their plate and handled for them so that they are able to do more business because you cannot do it all and You know, so here's the difference, and this may come across sexist, but you guys will have to get over it.
0: I'm already offended, right? (laughs) I'm. I'm boiling right now <laughs>
2: that Andy is Andy is a little bit of a freak of nature but the 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 reality is is that in most situations when women are married right we have kids and we raise kids and the men when they are in the relationship they go off to work and they do their thing and they have a wife whether that wife is working full-time or not the wife still takes care of many details of the household like men ra- don't randomly think to make dentists appointments. For kids, they don't, you know, they, they go to the grocery store and buy one thing. They don't buy the toilet paper extra. <laughs> like that, that's just men and women, right? That's just the difference between mm. us. And so, for women, when we're working full time, we're working full time, raising kids, and trying to be a wife, and trying to take care of ourselves in there somewhere. And that dynamic gets so overwhelming, and then we're guilt tripped when we do ask for help. Right? By other women, not so much the men. Men can care less. You guys are super simple. But the the women, for the most part, are they feel guilty because they see, oh, well, this gal is doing it all. And I clearly, there must be something wrong with me that I can't do it all. And so the most valuable part of all of that rambling I just did is... You've got to get help. Like you and and you've got to get an assistant. And maybe it's not necessarily an assistant in real estate. Maybe it's an assistant who takes care of your laundry and cleans your house and goes grocery shopping. Yeah. I mean you could literally pay somebody a hundred bucks a week, fifty dollars a week maybe, to go work a few hours to help you out. And that's was life-changing for me it's the the number one thing I did when I got into real estate within six months I hired an assistant Mm -hmm. and I have a nanny at my house because I am a better mom because I work and the truth is is that you know my kids are grown and we're like why do you still have a nanny I go because she was always my nanny she was never there for the kids right Like she was there (laughs) to help people get help and take advantage of the resources that are offered to you on teams such as Andy's and groups and mine Use that help. Don't be guilt tripped into not using it. The more help you get, the more successful you can be. There's a direct correlation. Would you not agree?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. I like it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a struggle that a lot of agents have. Um, you know, men and women is the the willingness to not just ask for help. Although that's a big part. Of, like I think women struggle a little bit more with that maybe than even men do, as far as the asking for help and the guilt tripping and stuff like that. But there there is a component of that where agents I think intuitively understand that if they get help with the details um, I mean somebody made the comment, I think it was Brinley Tucker um, on one of the other episodes said that it's a lot easier to pick up the phone and coordinate an appraisal than it is to pick up the phone and call a lead uh, yeah. which is the best like, the best way That's I've ever so heard that phrase.
2: That's right? so true, that
0: is <laughs> yeah. so true. Yeah so there is a little bit of that you know but I, I love the idea of like you said Marguerite like when when you were in the business and you were coming up like there was a dr- very direct correlation between the the time that you put in that generated leads and generated business to real tangible rewards it wasn't just the money went into the bank account and then the money went to all just the house and the bills and like just maintaining like you had very tangible um, like something to work for in the sense that you knew that the the deals that you were bringing in directly correlated to vacations and time with the kids and time with the family and really cool experiences and things like that and i think that's important that if there's if you're if there's money that's going to the bills, great, but figure out a way to reward yourself and, and as a you know, some of the supervising and motivating those agents, helping them to find those little things, those experiences that they can give themselves through the week to reward them on a on a day to day, a week to week basis is super, super critical. I mean, we all have that. We're all like working and trying to build businesses and all this stuff. We have to find those those rewards, those rewarding experiences to kinda help us keep motivated because some of us are building for goals that might not pay off for five ten years you know we have to find those things that motivate us right now for sure yeah I mean it's super important Um, but Andy getting back to you so share a little bit about how you guys structure like the team meetings and all this stuff to accommodate uh, people with kids
1: sure yes I want to run through that and then I also want to touch on something Marguerite said because I absolutely agree and I have some real life experiences obviously to share to prove her point. So uh, I'm sure Sure. she'll be anxiously awaiting that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, with our team, we know why people get into real estate. Part Mm -hmm. of the value is it's flexible, right? So we've made sure not to get all of our team meetings that we have every Monday. We don't start them until uh, 9.30. So it's time to get the kids to school. That's the one thing that I loved about it. It fit into my schedule when I first started. I could drop the kids off at school and get over there. uh, Time for the team meeting. Um, We try not to schedule a commitment, a team commitment, every day. We break it up so that if you come into the office, we have things packaged together so that there's high value in a short amount of time. So we'll have our team meetings and then all of our one-on-one meetings Monday. And they'll all be mid-morning to mid-afternoon, right? So people can get out of there, get to their appointments, pick up their kids, do whatever it is they need to do. And then we'll have nothing on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we'll come back with, uh, one-on-ones, dialogue training, call blitzes, right? We package it all in. We start at 10, we're done by two. And then again on Friday, we'll have our team training starting at 10, and then we'll have mastermind groups and breakouts after that over by 1231. So we try to package things not only not every day of the week, and then when we do package it, we start mid-morning and we're done by mid-afternoon. And not only does that help the, uh, the, the agents who have you know kids and family, other responsibilities, it also helps the agents that don't they have time to set aside for showings and appointments, right? And their own prospecting and their own um, uh, listing presentation, things like that. So we've tried to schedule it that way so that if you really needed to be here for every training, every meeting that the team offered, you're giving up maybe nine hours a week. You know what I mean? Nine hours a week and then you got the rest of the time to yourself, yet you're getting all the value that
0: the team provides. Yeah, that makes sense. I like yeah. it. All right. So life experiences, Andy. Yeah, well, life experiences going deep. What is it? Sure. Are, yeah, deep sharing Deep
1: deep Thoughts by Andy Cuny. Okay, so this is what we came up with. I know, Marguerite, you were talking about kind of like, um, A, people don't ask for help because there's like a guilt, right, or a shaming, and and your example was getting a nanny to help out with the kids, right, saying you should be able to handle that yourself. Why can't you handle that? You know what I mean? There's this pressure put on. Well, there is some of that pressure put on as well with the guys, with – why are you cutting your own why aren't you cutting your own lawn? Why aren't you changing oh, yeah. your own oil? Why aren't, right? And the thing is, and Jeff actually drilled this into me. I used to do that stuff because I thought, well, that's my job. You know what I mean? I'm supposed yeah,
0: to be doing that's that. That's a total like a, that is a total Midwest thing too. It, like, absolutely. Why, why would you pay someone to cut your grass? Exactly. I'm like, why would I spend 2 hours out in the ungodly heat in the Midwest doing something that I'm bad at?
1: Well, and it was <laughs> something that you're bad at. I love it. So, this is the deal though. I enjoyed doing those things right? Mm. But I also found, and, and, and uh, I, still, I, I still mow occasionally on my own just because I get two hours to put the headphones in and nobody can talk to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I don't mind that. I like that. It's my, it's my Andy time. But I also realized that I, I, to make that time profitable, right? I can pay somebody $20 to do that. And my time per hour is worth much more than 20 hours or $20 an hour. And I can make a certain amount that will then I'll be able to buy a bigger chunk of time that I can spend with my kids, spend with my wife. I can have date night. There's no guilt there. You know what I mean? It's things like that. So I totally understand when Marguerite was talking about somebody hiring a nanny or doing this or that. Absolutely. You know, and I thought it was a great example. But I wanted to make sure that we also threw it in there that it's not just the women. It can be for any agent. You know what I mean, hey, across the so board. Just so you
2: know, I stay married because we hired a landscaper and a pool service. See, there
1: That's you why go. That's
2: we stay married, right. So it yep. works out because then my yard looks pretty and my pool is not green. Yep. And my husband gets to go be happy. Yeah, I love it's, it. I, well, I, And I wanted to just throw some numbers out there for a moment to help people with this. Because let's say your goal was to make $100,000 a year okay and if you start to break that down by how much that is a month it's about 8300 a month you break it down to per week you break it down to per day you break it down to an hour it comes out to $48 an hour that means in order for you to make $100,000 a year you have to be doing $48 an hour work so every minute that you're not doing $48 an hour work, you have just reduced your ability to make $100,000 a year. And here's the amazing thing. There are people out there that love, love, love to do laundry. And there oh my are people who give love, me their love, love, love <laughs> to do yard work, right? And they'll <laughs> do it for $10, 12 $15 dollars an hour. I mean, let's say worst case scenario, 20 bucks an hour. But... A good example is I used to do a Christmas party every year, a big Christmas party for client events, and I used to do every bit of it. I'd decorate my whole house, I cooked all the food, I did all the you know the invitations. I did every single bit of it. And I would be stressed out at the party. I wasn't a whole lot of fun to be around. I wasn't having any, you know, I didn't get to talk to people because I'm too busy cleaning up crap. And it was not fun. And then somebody said, you know, there are companies out there that like 25 bucks an hour, they'll come out and help you with that I was like what? wait a minute I did the math I'm like I could get two people for four hours and I would pay two hundred dollars to be at my party and it was the best money I ever spent they showed up early they got stuff laid out they cleaned everything up they left when the party was over and my house was back to normal when the party was done and meanwhile from that party alone I was able to get four referrals that generated over thirty thousand dollars in commissions because I was present
1: right that's awesome see and the way that comes back is we talked about a lot of people are too afraid to ask I think it's a combination they're too afraid to ask for help and they also don't see the benefit There, there are a lot of people that don't break it down just like you did Marguerite right where it's per hour and so they don't see the benefit of their time and so a lot of times they're the ones filling out paperwork and chasing down signatures you know what I mean to bring it back to real estate day to day Exactly. and they don't see the value they just see the cost of what that you know what that what expense that's going to be to them and if they could just see the value and break it down to their own personal expenses of what it is to have an an assistant on your team it's amazing it changes their life
2: absolutely
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very much I mean somebody said um I don't know if it was the difference between unsuccessful necessarily versus successful, but just kind of on your way versus once you've arrived. You start off having you know a lot, a ton of time and no money, and then really successful people have zero time and a lot of money. Uh, and then there's every shade. There, there's a part where that tips for everybody. Uh, where you, I think that's um, when you're working with lifestyle-oriented agents and they start doing like that two-to-three deal a month. That's probably two deal a month uh, mm-hmm. ratio. It starts to flip, but I don't. They mentally they have not flipped, right? So, true. so it's helping them understand from a coaching perspective. Like, no, you're you are getting to the point now where you are hitting that tipping point where your time is more valuable uh, than just the money that you spend. So now it's time to invest to get more time back so that you can put that time into more valuable opportunities and then you'll make more money and, that, and then that will free up more time. And just, I think, with a lot of people coming into real estate from the so-called real world, uh, where they are, they come into it with an employee mindset. They're looking to be told what to do. They're assuming they're going to have, like, a schedule laid out for them or, you know, or they don't want a schedule laid out for them. Uh, but they're coming into it with kind of an employee mindset of tell me what to do and everything that costs money is just an absolute cost. It's either it, I spend time on it, and that's free, or this costs me, and that's hard cash out of my pocket. So it's, it's understanding like where that tipping point is for people and helping them mentally get past that, that block, if that makes sense.
2: Well, I think, and I don't know about you, Andy, but what I have seen is the number seems to be, in my opinion, about I think the average agent can do around 18 deals a year potentially without help but they cannot break through that number without getting at a minimum a part-time assistant if not full-time or being a part of a team if they're part of a team they have a lot more resources and support it changes everything but an independent agent on their own not part of a team in my opinion can do right around 18 deals a year and then what happens is they'll try to do a few more they'll get stressed out they'll be afraid to hire somebody and they'll bounce back and so they keep like banging their head against the ceiling Because they won't get help, but as soon as they get help, they'll break through that and go to the next that next uh, that next number.
1: Well, and and the the tough part with that is when they get so stretched out, that's when it's hard to have consistency, and that's why you start seeing the up and down and the rubber band back and forth, right? And 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 they don't have time to uh, to prospect, so their numbers drop, and then when they do, you know what I mean? It's it's the The same problem all over again, right? When they were a brand new agent, they were going through this. So absolutely, I agree with you. It's it's when you're stretched thin, your consistency breaks down, and then that's when a lot of fear and doubt happens too, right? It's like, oh well, am I gonna be able to do this? You know, what I mean, all of a sudden you run up to where it's, uh, oh my gosh, I just can't keep expanding. You know what I mean? Never ending. You've got well, to. Well, they start. get a bunch
2: of, they get some deals in contract, and then they spend all their time yep. working those deals that they're not doing the lead generation. So then those deals close, they're out of business, and they got to start all over again.
0: Absolutely. Yep. I Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, um, well, let's finish up. We're about to wrap up this episode. So, from each of you, we'll start with you, Marguerite. Is there any? Uh, so, the audience for this, for this podcast specifically, is people that are leading teams or people that are in a position like Andy, whether they're the operations manager, uh, and they're overseeing agents and their responsibilities to coach them and motivate them, kind of day in and day out. So, any tips for them specifically in terms of any resources that have been helpful for you to learn how to coach people better? Uh, or anything like that. any parting words for uh, for people that are kinda in the same position that you are of coaching agents
2: well I'll tell you that uh, I have a couple all-time favorite books and one of them is called the E-Myth entrepreneurial myth by Michael Gerber one of my favorite books that talks about how to really run your business like a business and I think that is where many fall short is that they don't necessarily run it like a business and you have to do that if you're going to grow to any significant amount of size if that's what your goal is but I agree with what Andy said early on is that you got to really figure out for each person on your team what is most important to them like if you look at it even from an employee perspective the top five reasons why people work for someone has really nothing to do with money it has everything to do with you know benefits flexibility of time working for somebody that inspires them and means something and so I think that that's a key component is figure out what is most important to the people on your team now it has to be in line with what you're doing that's a key component like you can't have people that are you know you can't be herding cats I mean it's got it's got to be people that are in line with the way that you think if you're the one running the team. But you gotta, you know, there's that great saying with zig Ziglar right? Help enough other people get what they want and you'll get everything you want. So that's really the most valuable thing I would say is figure out what's most important to them. Is time more important? Is money more important? Is flexibility more important? Is support more important? Like each person has their own, Version of what is most important to them, and you got to know that as a team leader. You got to know what is most important to each one of those people.
0: Yeah, I agree, and Andy, I, Yeah, and I, because I mentioned it at the start of the show, I wanted to give you a chance, Andy, to talk about this specific agent. So the agent that we talked about that wants to spend more time at the pool. So t- tell me a little bit about their situation and how you keep okay. them motivated.
1: So uh, the agent on our team, she started out. Her goal was always, uh, I want to make a hundred thousand. I want to make a hundred thousand. Right, um, she's uh, single, no kids. She's super independent, and she's like, I want to make hundred thousand dollars. That's my goal. That is what it. That's what success was to her. We got her there, right? She was there right away. I think a year and a half in, and she was like, I got this. She was wonderful at it. Then it was, well, I like. She likes things, <laughs> and things cost money. But she also likes her time. So her goal was, well, I want to do that again, but I want to do it in less time, yeah. right? So now we, uh, and, and, it, and none of it's rocket science, you know what I mean? But it's telling her, well, hey, you're going to focus on uh, your, um, your internet leads, which turn into your sphere, your past clients. We're going to help you focus on your sphere. Now you're going to be doing less deals, less time, but still making the same amount of money, right? So now it's the type of people we're working with, okay? Then um, a, uh, she did it again. She's made $100,000 every year for the last four years. That's nice. uh, I swear I see her in the office less and less. <laughs> <laughs> every, year. every year right but she's a track record of success for a certain type of model right That's why, like what you were talking about Marguerite you got to find out what's the most important to somebody so that you can help them uh, utilize that value add that your team or your office offers well guess what they're going to change over time if they, if they take advantage of what you're trying to tell them they're going to change and they're going to need a different value add right so now you've got to be the one to show them hey that worked guess what else you could do right? And I, and, uh, I just want to um, give you an update, Matt. Uh, she was, uh, we now, next, is she still wanted to do 100000 but she wanted to cut even more time because she loves, she loves summertime and being by the pool, which I don't blame her, is she just hired her very first buyer's agent. So now mm-hmm. she has her own buyer's agent who's going out and holding the open houses at her listings and uh, driving the buyers around, um, uh, you know, take a look at those houses, and she's just handling listings now right? So this is her next step in the evolution of, hey, I want to continue this certain lifestyle, continue this money, but right now to her, time is more important than an extra paycheck. So we're showing her how to leverage the team to train her buyer's agent, to give her, to help her buyer's agent with the paperwork, all of those types of things. And it's working out great so far. Her buyer's agent's crushing it, and she's only been with us for about three and a half weeks.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah and I love not- it. And that's not for everybody. That's the thing I love is that 25 different agents and you got about 25 different stories. You know what I mean? On what they want to accomplish and how they're getting there. So that's that's the fun part that never gets boring with my job.
2: Mm,
0: I like it. All right. Very cool. So we talked about two resources, the E-Myth by Michael Gerber and then Andy, you mentioned the one thing which is really important. Yep. I know you use that a lot in your coaching. Yep. and. And you guys have like a book club uh, there within the Omaha office. So I think it's yep. once every two months. And it's all voluntary, but you, if yep. they want to, they can read a book and participate and stuff like that. I, I love that idea, um, especially now with Audible, which opens it up to people that would not consider themselves readers. They can get that same content and participate and, and get a lot of the value out of it and a lot of the knowledge and, and the life application without the um, you know feeling obligated like they have to read and then feeling bad because they don't like to read and all that stuff. So. I love Audible. We invite we invite even those
1: who don't read the book to show OD, up. Oh, do you, really? Absolutely. If you read the Just book, that's great. It. We love it. You can contribute to the conversation. Even if you haven't read it, show up. It's part of value of being
0: on the team. Very cool. That That's I did awesome. not know. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, cool, guys. All right, so Marguerite, so how can people take a step towards you? Number one for referrals, obviously, so the Roseville, Sacramento area, but also tell us a little bit about the, the coaching. So if someone's listening to this because they're interested in building a team uh, or they just want to build a lifestyle-oriented business, you've got this amazing online portal and educational training and all that good stuff. So tell people how they can connect with you and take a step towards all that good stuff.
2: Absolutely. So they can head on over to masterclassrealestateacademy.com and check it out. Add your name to the list. I email out daily different ideas and thoughts and stuff that I'm working on. And then I also do a two-day workshop. I have one coming up in September. I don't know when this is airing, but September that's a design your dream real estate business. It's a two-day workshop that is so fun and so much great stuff. I really dig into what it's taken me to build a business for 23 years. So it's fantastic and a lot of what I teach is database, how to build lifetime business. I'm I'm not one who do it, does cold calling and door knocking. It's just not my personal style. So I figured out how to get the majority of my business by repeat referral business and sphere of influence. So that's a lot of what I teach in the Masterclass Real Estate Academy. So come on over there and check it out.
0: I and mean, I have yeah. my
2: own podcast too mm-hmm. that you guys were a fabulous yes. guest on. I forgot to mention that, world. real estate
0: real world. Mm-hmm. People
2: find you guys are one of my most popular guests.
0: Yeah. Really? Well, that's yeah, awesome. And
2: you and Greg. Well, Greg, you can't shut him up. You know, no.
0: <laughs> no <God>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. I'm
0: He's a certified Greg Wrangler, and I can barely get him to <laughs> <his cousin, so. laughs> <laughs> <Certified laughs> we joking Greg right the other day. Yeah, it. we were joking around the other day about like, 'cause we're speaking at uh, the California uh, Expo coming up in September. I'm like, what can we do to like make the booth stand out? I'm like, what would be amazing is if we could have people come over and like do a video with Greg, and if they can get through a video, then they get like a badge, like a sheriff <laughs> badge that says Certified Greg Wengler on it. So I'm still, I'm still working on. We'll see if we can do that for this show or not, but it'd be fun That's to do in the future.
2: Anyway,
0: that is awesome. right. <laughs> And then, uh, so Andy, for you, if people want to connect with you to mastermind or whatever, yep. um, is the best way to look you up on Facebook, email? What's what? What about
1: you? Uh, you know what? It's probably going to be Andy at Elite Real Estate Systems. Um, you can also go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. That's our website there. Um, one of the uh, one of our favorite ways to mastermind and work with people is our 12-hour workshop. We host uh, two of those a month. Um, on Mondays and then uh, we uh, we get people coming in they'll uh, spend the day shadowing Jeff um, obviously with the team building um, then you also get to sit in on our team meetings you get to uh, shadow me in one-on-one meetings individually with each agent uh, you get to meet with Kevin McGowan our operations manager who helps put together all the data so I can have it make sense to the agents um, and then after that and then we, uh, we spend uh, into the night probably about 8 o'clock we go out to dinner and recap and it's it's wonderful. It's my favorite. Uh, my favorite probably two days of the month, besides closings, <laughs> are the favorite two days. <laughs> yeah, are always days of the month good. Yeah. Well, we it's get nice anybody. to walk away with a nice check. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But it's always wonderful to get to meet so many people in so many different uh levels, right, and have them in the same room and hear personal experiences, and then be able to share what you guys do and and get feedback from them. Real time feedback. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so EliteRealEstateSystem.com, just check out the workshops page and uh, we're right now we're gathering a bunch of audio testimonials from people that have been through the workshop before so over the next couple weeks you'll actually see those and you can hear in, in people's own words kind of what they took away from it, some of the things that they implemented and what the results were kind of after they left the workshop because yeah. uh, we've been following up with people that came through uh, in 2015 and, and getting some stories from them. So that's going to be awesome so keep an eye on the website for that. But anyway, we are out of time for this one. Let's wrap this one up, put a nice little Bow on it. Uh, hopefully, everybody reaches out to both Marguerite and to Andy and checks out the, the websites for everybody. And uh, especially go out to uh, iTunes and search Real Estate Real World, where you can hear Marguerite's uh, podcast and get all of her past and future episodes for that. So, thank you so much, guys. This was awesome. It's exactly what I had in mind. The content was amazing. You guys are fantastic. Thank I appreciate you. it, Matt. It was awesome. nice to meet you, Marguerite.
2: Nice to meet you as well. I'll have to come out to, well, maybe you can come to California.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: that's way better. Yeah. Hating on Nebraska.
2: I'm not hating. I've just never been there. I'm sure it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> there you um, go. You just cut down on all the Twitter hate you get now. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, you don't have to twist my arm too hard to come out to California, Marguerite.
2: <laughs> well, you're welcome anytime. Perfect. Thanks a lot, cool. guys.
0: Thank you. All right. Thank you, Thank you so much.